And that's what's so beautiful and countercultural, I think, is uh, about Ash Wednesday is not only does it take the things our culture is unwilling to stare down and stare them down, mm-hmm. but it gives you the reason we can stare them down with hope. Yeah. You know, and so it speaks a word of hope into the realities that our culture wants to ignore. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new podcast that we are doing here at Shades Valley Community Church called Shades Midweek, where we have conversations about theology, culture, and all things shades. I am Brad Brown, and on the podcast with me today, I have Jonathan Hafes, the lead pastor, our leader, fearless leader, the godfather of my children, and one of my closest friends. Jonathan, how are you doing this morning? <laughs> Since I just found out recently that I am the godfather of your non-existent children, I'm doing fantastic, Brad. I just decided, and I thought that the first episode of Shades Midweek would be a great place to announce it. That's that's fantastic. <laughs> uh, but Jonathan, I thought we could start out the podcast just talking about why we are doing this. Why another podcast? How could we possibly have anything to contribute with the thousands and thousands of podcasts that are out there? Why do this? Well, whether or not we actually have anything to contribute remains to be seen. <laughs> will um, be seen. But why are we doing this? We, we've we actually done uh, a midweek podcast before at Shades. You and I, actually. It's been several years because life got hectic and busy and all sorts of different things. But w- Probably the the primary reason we want to do this is that this is another avenue uh, through which we can be teaching and practicing discipleship at Shades Valley Community Church. And so we really want to just have another avenue through which we can answer questions that we're getting asked pretty regularly about Mm -hmm. theology, about culture, uh, an avenue and, and another avenue through which we can help people be more aware of what's happening at Shades, both on the practical level of like just what's going on, what's available to be a part of, ways to enter into community, but not only that, but what God is doing mm-hmm. in Shades. One of the things that we have the the privilege of really is constantly hearing stories from individuals, from ministry leaders, from our missionaries uh, about how God is at work in our body. And, and we're, we've asked the question now for a while, how can we share that with the body at large? And I think that a midweek podcast is a great avenue for Mm -hmm. that. So we already actually have a couple of interviews lined up with some of our missionaries, with some members of shades in which the episodes are really just going to center around what God's doing uh, amongst our body. Some of the episodes will mean lean more heavily on answering theological questions. We're getting asked a lot um, or, kind of speaking into various things that are happening in our culture, but that's that's kind of why we're saying it's a podcast about theology, culture, and all things shades. So that's that's the reason we're doing this thing. Yeah, so many times we've talked about uh, the tendency that we can have in the local church to believe that nothing is happening, uh, nothing new is happening, we're just doing the same routines, and I think we want this podcast to be a place where we speak to that lie. And say, no, God is doing something in the midst of our congregation. And so really excited about the opportunity to hear other stories and really excited to invite the body 
at large into conversations that you and I and John Mark have on a daily basis. So we thought, man, it would be really cool if we could just have the congregation uh, kind of sit in and listen to, to some of these con- uh, conversations that we have. Because believe it or not, we actually do think deeply about a lot of stuff that we do at Shades Valley. That might come as a shock to a lot of people. We, we at least attempt <laughs> uh, attempt to think deeply about it. And, and just so everybody does know... Um, we do hope to have John Mark as a part of these conversations uh, in the future. He is here with us in the recording studio. He's just he on the other side of the glass window uh, doing all of the technological things that Brad nor I have any clue yes. how to do. And since this is our first uh, episode, he's making sure that nothing goes horribly wrong. <laughs> uh, but he is with us. John Mark, do you have the ability to say hello in that microphone that you have there? Hey, everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very nice. So, anyway. Working behind the scenes is our producer. Well, mm. today in our first episode, Brad, what's up? Yes, we thought uh, today that we would uh, talk about the season of Lent. Uh, this Wednesday starts, uh, or excuse me, this Wednesday, uh, the season of Lent begins with our Ash Wednesday service. And so we thought this would be a good place to have a conversation about uh, what is the season of Lent uh, and why at Shades Valley do we practice, do we observe the season of Lent? So Jonathan, why don't we start the conversation with you just uh, answering those questions? Sure. Well, and I, I think that, you know, one of the reasons we wanted to start here is not just because we're about to enter into the season of Lent and hopefully help everybody get a kind of a, a larger view of why we do that and, and all. But uh, I, I think this will also serve as a good um, first conversation for the podcast because we can kind of talk about it through all three lenses, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we can talk about the theology of Ash Wednesday and what the symbolism means in, in the ashes and things like that. We can talk about uh, this as it relates to our culture. Uh, Ash Wednesday, the entire season of Lent is a very countercultural thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we can also talk about all things Shades, like how you can actually participate and engage in the season of Lent here at Shades. So I think yeah, totally. uh, we're not going to do that in every episode. Some of our episodes will lean into one of those categories more than another, but, mm-hmm. but this could... Uh, kind of demonstrate what we're trying to do, I think. So yeah, so yeah. So just a summary, the season of Lent, it's a 40-day season that begins uh, with Ash Wednesday. And if, if you're adding up the days, it goes to Easter. And if you add up the days, you get 40 when you leave out Sundays. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sundays are kind of like considered like miniature Easters right there. Yeah. Uh, but so it's this 40-day season typically set off, marked by uh, being a season of repentance and fasting. And we're going to talk kind of in the coming weeks, I think. We're going to do a couple of episodes about Lent, but we'll talk why it's a season characterized by repentance, why it's characterized by by fasting. But the short version is that those things help lead us to Easter. And that's really what the season of Lent is meant to do. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be a time that prepares our hearts for the coming celebration of Easter. Uh, you could think of it like like. Advent and Christmas. Uh, a lot of people, even if you didn't grow up in churches that observed the church calendar or mm-hmm. church seasons like Lent and Advent, a lot more people are familiar with Advent. And Advent is a four-week season that leads up to Christmas, and it's meant to prepare your heart for Christmas. Lent kind of does the same thing, but it does it for 
for Easter. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's really the purpose in the journey. We can talk more about how it does that. But I think specifically today we want to talk about how that season begins, begins with Ash Wednesday. And then in later weeks we'll get into more of why it's a season that focuses on fasting, why it's a season that focuses on repentance. Yeah. And so let's uh, talk about that next. So uh, this Sunday, I announced that this Wednesday at 615 in our sanctuary, uh, we will have our Ash Wednesday service. So uh, Jonathan, why don't you uh, just talk about that service a little bit? Yeah, we can probably start with the theology of it, the symbolism, because I mean, the thing that sticks out, (laughs) obviously, it's it's a service called Ash Wednesday. So it centers around ashes and this act that's called the imposition of the ashes. Mm-hmm. And if you don't come from a liturgical background, uh, liturgical lit- liturgy just means the work of the people. Liturgical churches are churches that typically heavily involve congregational participation through historic practices such as um, reading corporate prayers or confessions. Um, the, the high point of any liturgical service is usually communion, It's and that's considered the the massive point of congregational participation mm-hmm. in in the service. But one of the things liturgical churches tend to be known for is for following the church calendar and participating in these various seasons. So if you observed the season of Lent in whatever tradition you grew up in, you probably grew up in a more liturgical tradition. But if you're like me and like Brad uh, and John Mark, uh, even though we grew up in very different settings, yeah. uh, none of us grew up in a heavily liturgical setting. None of us grew up observing yeah. the season of Lent. Kind of like, isn't this a Roman Catholic kind of thing or something? Yeah, that was really the only context yeah. most of us had for it, right? Yeah. Um, and and no, there are many Protestant uh, denominations that observe, <laughs> that observe the season. But I think that if you're not used to it, that's the thing that's most striking to you when you encounter Ash Wednesday is what's up. Yeah, so what's going on with these ashes? Mm -hmm. Why are we doing this? Um, Well, the theology behind it is that ashes are a symbol in Scripture of the punishment for sin. It comes out of Genesis 3, where God is, is speaking over... Uh, mankind after uh, Adam and Eve had fallen into sin. And he says specifically to Adam, he says, from dust you came and to dust you shall return. Mm. You know, uh, the phrase that a lot of people are more familiar with is from ashes to ashes, dust to dust. So ashes, dust, if you will, is a symbol that because of sin, we deserve the punishment of death. We deserve to return to dust. And so what happens on Ash Wednesday is we use ashes. People come forward to receive the imposition of the ashes, which really just means that um, a couple of our pastors are there standing ready to take the ashes and to rub them on the foreheads of our people in the shape of a cross. But the first thing we say when we do that is, from dust you came, and to dust you shall return. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're literally feeling dust being pressed in. To yeah. your your head, and it's 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 meant to remind you we we have sinned, we have fallen, and we deserve the wages of of sin. That's the first thing tied up in the symbolism of the ashes. But that's not all that's there, mm-hmm. because that's rather hopeless. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we are a people of the gospel. We are a people of hope, which is why that's not the only thing we say when we uh, do the imposition of the ashes. 
We say, from dust you came, to dust you shall return. And then we follow it with the first words of Jesus in the Gospel of Mark. So repent and believe the Gospel. Hmm. And we use those ashes to make the sign of the cross on someone's head. So, so, So get the symbolism that's going on there. We use dust, the sign or symbol of our deserved death, to make a cross the sign that our death is defeated. Mm -hmm. We take the very thing that's supposed to say you deserve death and use it to make the sign that says, but you get life because of what Jesus has done. It's a beautiful symbol of the gospel. Yeah. And it's a beautiful, small encapsulation of what the entire season of Lent is about. Mm -hmm. Repentance that leads you to the joy of Easter. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. so the symbolism tied up with the ashes is the symbolism of the gospel. Yeah. The gospel that says you've sinned and deserved death, but because of the work of Christ through repentance you receive life. Yeah. And well, one of the things I know we wanted to talk about was Ash Wednesday in our culture. And one of the things that I love about Ash Wednesday is how weird it is. <laughs> In our culture. Absolutely. Uh, you know, what'd you do on Wednesday night? Oh, I, you know, watched Netflix. What'd you do? Oh, I went to a communal gathering where I stood up and the leader of the gathering put ashes on my head and reminded me of my mortality. Reminded me that I will die. It was dark. (laughs) Oh, cool. Um, but it's true. And like you said, as, as Christians whose hope is found in the gospel of Jesus Christ, uh, it gives us the ability to stare death in the face, if you will. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons that it's so countercultural because it makes us stare down all the things our culture likes to avoid and pretend yeah. doesn't exist. So We don't like to talk about death. Yeah, we, we do not like to talk about death. We like to hide death and, and surgically remove any indicators in our bodies that death is coming, right. <laughs> that decay is happening. Um, you know, we, we very much shove that to the margins. We mm-hmm. don't like to talk about sin at all, that there's anything remotely wrong with us. We don't like to talk about repentance, that we need to forsake anything uh, mm-hmm. that, that that's going on with us. But, but when you ignore those things and you push them all to the margins um, and, and you don't confront them, you, you also, you remove any talk about hope that we have. Yeah. And that's what's so beautiful and countercultural, I think, is uh, about Ash Wednesday is not only does it take the things our culture is unwilling to stare down and stare them down, Mm-hmm. But it gives you the reason we can stare them down with hope. Yeah. You know, and so it speaks a word of hope into the realities that our culture wants to ignore. And one of the really cool ways that Ash Wednesday does this mm-hmm. in the midst of our culture is that you leave the service with the ashes on your head. Yeah. And you walk out into the surrounding culture. Right. You know, you, you go to the gas station on your way home or you go out to eat with friends or dinner and all of you are sitting there with ash smudges on your head. And I I don't know that there has been a year yet where I have not been asked by somebody. Yeah. Like, What's up with the ashes on your head? Yeah. And it's this chance to talk about everything our culture doesn't want to talk about. Right. Death, 
sin, repentance, but then it gives you a chance to talk about hope that our culture knows nothing of. Yes. You know? Yeah. I think uh, often in our culture, Jesus can look so small. Right. And Jesus can look so common. And with Ash Wednesday, with the season of Lent, this is an invitation to see the beauty of Jesus. This is an invitation to see how big Jesus is. And it's an invitation to once again, in our ordinary lives, preach the good news of the gospel, a good news that has the power to address something as horrifying and as tragic as death. Yeah, it's it's a way to see how Jesus addresses all the issues that our culture knows are there. Mm-hmm. But because they don't have an answer, they try to avoid them. Yeah. you know. But Jesus... Like you were saying, it, it, it takes him from being something small in the culture's mind. Because in the culture's mind, you know, Jesus, is just, he's a moral teacher. Yeah. He's kind of adds some morality to your life. One option among yeah. others. But it, it, it reveals how he is the massive answer to everything that is so wrong. We mm-hmm. would rather pretend it's, it's, it doesn't exist. Yeah. You know, so yeah, absolutely. So, so I think that's how, you know, Ash Wednesday kind of speaks into our our culture. And I think the last thing we wanted to talk about really uh, under kind of the umbrella of all things shades is Mm -hmm. how can people here uh, that are a part of shades Valley enter into the season of Lent? Yeah, totally. And you already mentioned uh, our service coming up this Wednesday. Yes. Yep. Uh, One way to enter into the season is by coming this Wednesday to our Ash Wednesday service. Uh, This is a family friendly service. There will be, tables set up in the back a family-friendly service about death and (laughs) repentance exactly but no my children receive the mark of the ashes and and it it becomes a great source of conversation yes totally um and so come bring your kids it's at 6 15 we will have a nursery for uh, the little ones and that service is usually only about 45 minutes to an hour yeah 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 so, and it's always a very powerful service. So we'd love to see you come to that. Uh, but Jonathan, why don't you mention some of the other resources that are available that people can press into the season. Right. Through. The one other thing I will say really quickly before mentioning those resources mm-hmm. about just the power of the service that I was not prepared for the mm-hmm. first time I participated. Um, I mean, the first time I ever attended an Ash Wednesday service was here at Shades when I was doing the imposition of the ashes. Yeah. <laughs> and this may sound weird, but hang with me. It When you do the imposition of the ashes, like as a pastor, it's one of the most personal moments I have, mm-hmm. like with congregants, like to stare someone in the face yeah. like at close range and to say, you're going to die. Right. So hope in Jesus. Yeah. You say it to children. Yeah, you say it to kids. You say it to everybody, and you're staring mm-hmm. right in their eyes while you touch their forehead. Like it's just, there's just this close person to person, pastor to congregant, like moment of, in which I think you really do experience the reality yeah. and the power, the palpability yeah, yeah, of, yeah. The pa- of the power of the spoken gospel in a way that's just really unique. Totally. Um, so, yeah, I just. Just wanted to so so because of that it's it's one of my I think um, favorite kind of uh, experiences just as far as um, 
a, a service around a special season like yeah, this. Totally. So uh, two other ways to enter in, and they're kind of one and the same thing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we have a reading guide um, that goes along with the season of Lent. And what the reading guide is designed to do is to take you on a journey throughout the whole of Scripture. Uh, but it centers on the themes that we will be exploring each Sunday during uh, during the season of Lent. And so it gives you daily uh, readings, daily ways that you can be spending time in Scripture that are going to just kind of uh, help your mind and your heart to marinate in the things that we're going to be focusing on and talking about as a church community each Sunday during the season. Mm-hmm. And to go along with that, uh, we send out a daily devotional. This is written by uh, myself or somebody else on staff uh, each each morning and we send that out to help you reflect on the the reading for the day. That the devotion is written based around that passage. Yeah, and so you can pick up a reading guide uh, here on Wednesday night at the service, or they should be available hopefully really soon uh, via our, our website. Uh, that information should come through email and social media, all of that kind of thing. Uh, and then if you want to receive the devotional the daily devotional that goes along with the reading guide, all you have to do is sign up. If you've received these before, you don't have to sign up again. You're automatically on the list. Congrats. Um, but if you haven't signed up and you want to, just email the church office, uh, office at shadesvalley.org, and say, hey, I want to be on the Lent devotional email list, and we will add your uh, your email to that list. So those are a couple of ways you can enter into the season here at Shades Valley Community Church. Yeah, and there are so many devotional guides out there for the season of Lent that you can find, and they all have their merit in their own way. One of the cool things about uh, using our reading guide is that each week you'll be reading throughout the whole of Scripture uh, passages that have similar themes to Sunday morning. And so in a way, each week it's like you're preparing your heart and you're feasting on these various texts of Scripture uh, to come in to a service uh, where we reflect on those themes with the passage of Philippians. So I think it's a way in which you can kind of even begin to see the text in Philippians for that Sunday in a new and different way. Right. Yeah. And I think that it's, it's a communal journey makes it uh, a really cool thing as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause you're, you know, like Brad said, there are a lot of great uh, Lenten devotionals out there that you can access. But when you do this one, you're, you're doing the same one that, all of your brothers and sisters at Shades are doing. You're making the same journey alongside of each other. It gives you an opportunity to discuss these things uh, in your community group, to discuss them with one another. So I, I think there's a lot of cool things about making a journey like that uh, together. Awesome. Well, this has been an awesome conversation. Uh, I think it'd be appropriate to end with a word of prayer. So Jonathan, would you uh, close us in prayer and pray that through this season we would uh, see our sin and see the the beauty of Jesus Christ and the salvation He offers through His gospel. Yeah. So, so Lord, we just thank you. Uh, we thank you for the development of practices like Ash Wednesday and Lent, and how those have been developed by Your Church throughout history to help us focus on Your Son Jesus throughout the year. And I pray that uh, this uh, observance in 2020 would do just that. That it would be a time in which we, as a body, Uh, are drawn into deeper communion with you through your Son, by your Spirit. We pray these things in his name.